In the year 20XX, Lightwave archaeologist Jeremy Berkeley and podcaster Kevin Weir journey back to the Forbidden Zone to see what happens in the Aurora Dome. I'm not going in there because I know only one person leaves. Good evening. Good evening. <laughs> good day. Mm, good day. No, it's really a good evening. Uh, we're we're reaching the time where night is all the time. I mean, not ever for us. <laughs> <laughs> I, yes, we're not that far north. We're not but, that far north. Yeah. Uh, but the the we we will we are reaching towards the time where it's four o'clock and the sun is down and. Uh, yeah, we've we've reached the time where my daily prayers to the night gods uh, have stopped the sun from rising at 5 a.m. Uh, <laughs> That's how it happens, children. That's how it happens. Don't, don't believe the lies. No, uh, it, it's all me. Yeah. The the earth is flat and we pray to the night gods. No, no, no. The earth, the earth is not flat. I am not contributing to that bullshit. But you are contributing to you pray for the night god to consume more of the earth. Yes, Kevin. Ah, yes. Because we're clearly being facetious about it. Let me let me take let me take your and I wasn't. Hang on, I wasn't. It doesn't matter, Kevin. With flat earther, earthers, literally, they're like you are being facetious, and I don't care because it proved my point. <laughs> well, yeah, but even if you're not facetious, even if you look, you, if somebody you, you believes the night the night gods are slowly slowly devouring the day, Kevin. Like, literally, where are they going to go? They're going to go to the Church of Satan because that's the only church that's about, like, an evil thing. And this Church Church of Satan is going to be like, that's dumb. (laughs) So so just just to be very clear, what you're saying, what you're implying is that if someone hears a joke about Flat Earth, they'll be like, huh, well, I guess I can at least go to a society about it. Yeah. Uh. They have members all across the globe. Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> Actually, um, uh, flat Earth belief has been dwindling uh, in these recent times because uh, they're all going to QAnon, <laughs> which <laughs> is not better. Great. Yep. Lo- love that for us. <laughs> uh, love that for everybody. <laughs> uh just just hit conspiracies with harder conspiracies, and then you, I don't know, prove that it's silly? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, we had several, like, canned responses that we came up for Flat Earthers. That, you know, I like, to see, I like to think we're contributing to people leaving that idea. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't, th- I don't know many people who are leaving it in good ways. As, as, a, as a local person to us uh, did a video on uh flat earth and actually like because we have a we have a lake uh, in the proximity of where we live uh that is long enough that you can actually see the curvature of the earth yeah on it and i yeah. mean I, I say that like we're the only this is not the only place but it's a very good lake for because it's very narrow so it doesn't get a lot of big uh like waves yeah going across it uh so you can actually like you know see actually see the curvature of the earth on it and you put up this long video showing that and you know even that People still were like, hmm. 
No, no, that's light reflecting in your camera lens, dude. Uh, well, the, the the thing about cons- about the the I guess the awesome thing about being part of a conspiracy is you don't have to think that much because if anybody disagrees with you, it just means they're part of the conspiracy. It's a very it's true. It's a very peaceful life, honestly. <laughs> Without a care in the world. Without, with with <laughs> not but the, with not but the cares that you do care about, and it makes it very simple. I mean, not to are get you into, are you stressed out? Well, just find a conspiracy theory to believe in. Well, the moon I mean, landing didn't happen. Now you don't have a care in the world. Well, not to get like real deep into the logistics of conspiracy theories on our fun comedy podcast. I mean, conspiracies but, are fun, Kevin, except yeah. for when we actually have to deal with the people that believe them. Yeah, but the but the reason that people tend to believe them is because the world is is very chaotic and a lot of little things lead up to big things. So it's very peaceful to just imagine that it's there's not a lot of little things leading up to big things. It's just there's one big thing going on, and all you have to do <laughs> is defeat that one big thing, and everything will be fine. <laughs> I don't want to imagine this situation as a complex meshing of many societal ills, problems, and natural laws. So instead, <laughs> there's an evil person or group out there. They're controlling be- everything. Yeah. So as much as like, you know, it's these people being like, oh, the world is scary and all you sheep uh, are being, you know, lulled into believing that, you know, it's it's not like really it seems like you're the ones <laughs> who are being <laughs> lulled into believing that the world is simpler than it actually is. Yeah. 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 It's the idea of things become so complex, they become simple. Put that in your pipe and smoke it, conspiracy theorists. Uh, yes, we. it's been you know five minutes into our comedy <laughs> podcast, and I, I'd like to think that we just solved all conspiracy theories right yeah. there. Just, just, just get people to uh, listen to that, and they'll, you know, they'll, they'll figure out, like, oh, maybe I do have to think more <laughs> critically about <laughs> the simple answers to questions. Maybe. Maybe. maybe or maybe Kevin, they'll start their own podcast to create more conspiracies. Oh, oh, how fun! <laughs> oh, okay, let's let's stop talking about conspiracies because that's not what we talk about on this podcast. That's what we talk about on our secret podcast that no one listens to because well, that's more of an archive, really. It's a conspiracy. <laughs> 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 the secret podcast. That's right. The secret podcast, which will be released upon our deaths. Yeah. Which of course does not exist. No. Uh, why would it, why would it exist? Except for when it does. And except for it doesn't. Unless. I mean, if a doesn't. thing is not perceived, does it exist? Oh man. <laughs> Do you want to talk about anime? Yeah. I love anime. Okay, let's Kevin. talk about anime. <laughs> <laughs> We got a topic today, and the topic does have to do with anime and video games, because it was a video game first. That's true. And what is it? What am I referring to with it? Well, Kevin, we're going back deep into the annals of history to look at the show Metabots, Uh, which which we have done once before by looking at the supernatural character, Mr. Referee. Yes. Uh, (laughs) Mr. Referee. Now, Metabots, for those who don't know, uh, was an... A very actually very short anime. Yeah. Um, but it is was and is It's iconic. A meta well, I was gonna say it wasn't is a game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, basically the idea is is you have like a battle robot that you use to battle other robots and try and get to the championship. Mm-hmm. It's a very standard, it's almost a sports anime. Almost. Yeah. There was this wild trend 
of video games where they would create a game and be like, this would be cool. Unfortunately, it's impossible. So why don't we make a game about that game existing? Yeah. Because there is this. There is Custom Robo. Uh... <laughs> well, it's it's also sort of in that, like, you're a character that has a battle partner. So it's sort of in the same vein as, like, Pokemon and Digimon, which is in that era as well. Yeah. Or did you ever play Gotcha Force? I did not play Gotcha Force. Oh, man, Gotcha Force. Are you saying Gotcha is in like G O T H A or G A C H A? I'm I'm going to be honest and I guess I'm calling myself out here. You started to spell things and I just went, "Oh, no." <laughs> <laughs> you know when people spell things in front of like dogs or children so they won't know what the word is? That yeah. legitimately works with me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me put it in bed in words then, okay? Is it a shortened colloquial version of Got You or is it the random chance slot machines from Japan? I'm going to blow your mind here. It's both. Oh shit. No. Damn. <laughs> Hot damn. <sighs> <laughs> um in the sense that that's definitely where the name was inspired from and mm. they do say that it's like it's it's collecting uh uh, gacha toys and battling them except it's called gotcha force um and mostly it's just like finding little r- robot these people finding little robot toys that are also aliens uh and they fight and it was a really real really fun game that has nothing to do with what we're talking about <laughs> yeah let's never talk about it for the rest of this episode unfortunately i <laughs> i'm gonna say this right now though i have been thinking about that game ever since we started this podcast trying to figure out what topic to pull from it well, Kevin, just because go, I, go find some deep lore i'm sure there's some dumbass deep lore for that game i just i i need to talk about gotcha force with someone because only me and my brother know that game and i need to know <laughs> that it existed <laughs> <laughs> okay well uh you can keep trying to find a way that we can do that um but for this episode let's get back to metabots shall we yeah, let's talk about Metabots. So we're not talking about Mr. Referee, but there is a very important thing in Metabots that kind of has wild world-building like repercussions, and that is uh, the Metabot medals, Kevin. I think I might be able to um, sort of give us an explanation of what this is and how it fits into the Metabots world by just reading this quick paragraph from the, the Metabots Wikipedia. Sure. Yeah, all right. The series centers around metabots who are artificially intelligent robots, and their purpose is to serve humans in future time. And I guess also fight. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they got um, they got they got a battle. <laughs> the series begins with a nine year old uh nine year old third grade boy uh who wants to become a champion of the world row battle tournament. Now we're not worried about that. I mean, maybe we are. We'll have to figure it out. Uh, he's un- unable to afford a Metabot, so that means we know that they are obviously sold. And his parents refuse to buy him one. However, he does scratch enough money to get an outdated model, and he finds a medal in the river. Now, that's where, com- where we come in. The medals. Yes. Yes. He just inserts it right into the Metabot. And now you have a fully realized artificial intelligence personality in the robot. Yes. But if you take the metal out, the personality goes with it. Yeah. So from that, we sort of figure out that these metals are 
I guess the brain, the spirit. They contain this personality because I think it's easier to call it an artificial personality than an artificial intelligence. Because let's be honest, um, none of the metabots in the show that are like the main metabots are particularly intelligent. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, well – so this is where it sort of gets a little bit weird immediately as we're talking about the Metabot medals, um, you know, from the name Metabot. Yeah. Is that they are, as it seems to be, created by people. Well. Except. Most of them. <laughs> yeah. Except there are rare metals. Yeah. That are apparently from an ancient civilization. Yep. So, but, but oh, what? I, I'm you. You thought this was just going to be a child battlebot anime? Oh, well, you're wrong. There's some ancient history going on. And and the, this the, is the, like the, when they revealed Yu-Gi-Oh was like an ancient Egyptian death game. Yeah, <laughs> and not only that, that makes it even wilder. Yeah, because I don't know if it's clear, made clear. It has to be made clear somewhere. But I mean. I'm not going to memorize everything from Metabots, is that did uh, did us people find these rare metals and be like, huh, I know when we put these in objects, it brings them to life. Well, yeah, here's the, here's the other thing we haven't mentioned yet. But basically these Metabot metals, anything that you put them into that is the shape of the metal – they seem to animate. It does seem like – I mean I, I think just the shape of the metal just gives it a, a way to slot into it. Yeah. So the so the idea is that like if you just put it on top of it, it's clearly not in it. No. If I'm just holding it in my hand, that doesn't mean anything. But if you carve out a slot for it – And put it in there. Stick it in, which means really these – um. The actual like metabot, uh, like models are probably pretty cheaply made because they don't need to actually have any sort of moving parts or. You well, just have I to... mean, they got to get joints and stuff. Like, obviously, if something is made to move, it's easier for the thing to move. I have to imagine in the past they just made some golems, yeah, stuck a metal in them, and yeah. then boom, you got yourself some moving golems to punch other golems. Yeah, so basically what we're saying here is that in the world we're creating, uh, there are two types of metals. And for most of human history, except for the modern era, um, maybe the industrial era is when it, era is when it could start. Um, but for, mo- for most of, of history, it's just the rare metals. Right? What, the, what, what do you think – what do you mean with the rare metals? Well, we have to assume – in this new world that we're creating, that the rare metals are around for all of human history, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, as far as we know here in the Metabots world, here, like we're standing here, uh, in the Metabots world, um, the they are, like, they're, they're, from, they're from an ancient civilization that's, you know, they created year it's it's like one of those those ones where they're so old we don't even talk about the civilizations but they were advanced enough yeah yeah i mean the the thing is kevin i think 
And this is sort of leaking into the second half of the podcast where we talk about what the world is like. Yeah. But I think that these rare metals, like people of uh, of different eras are, and different places are going to have completely different explanations for them. Well, I mean – like, are they angels? Sure. Are they genies? Sure. Are they evil spirits? Sure. Are they demons? Yeah, okay. Are they ghosts? Definitely. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, I can tell you where the rare metals come from. Sure. Because it exists in the Wikipedia. Great. That's where all things exist. They come from an ancient civilization that ruled the world before the, ri- the rise of mankind. They are called Metalorians. Oh, great. <laughs> so, yeah, th- these are around before humans come to pass, it, basically. Yes, it gets wilder. <laughs> so not much is known about the Metalorian culture other than they were obsessed with war, mm. constantly fighting amongst each other. In order to become more effective warriors, they fastened cybernetic armor onto their bodies. In time... The constant wars decimated the Metalorian society. <laughs> In order to preserve the civilization, they codified their memories into small hexagonal piece of metal. Cool. So that means that the rare metals are like the souls of this other civilization. Yeah. Yep. These artifacts were the first metals. Thousands of years later, the Metabot Corporation found these metals and began using them as the minds and souls of their metabots. Great. And, then, and eventually they created their own metals. Because only the rare metals can can affect the metaphors. <laughs> <laughs> it allows them uh, it allows them to break the fourth wall. It well it al- the metaphors. Remember it's all D, it's all D, it's met- metabots. I know. I know. Um the the metaphors is essentially a thing that like um that like allows the metabots to do special, usually power based abilities. Like yeah. Meta B, the uh the the you know the the main robot. The buddy. main robot yeah. uh, can shoot powerful beams of light from his hands, and all the other ones are like energy waves and shooting big old beams. Yeah. So the, the metaphor just seems to be shoot beams. Pew pew. Pew pew pew. Pew pew. Kamehameha. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, there is something, I mean, wasn't, I'm just going to say all this stuff and we are going to, I guess, figure out what we're using of it. <laughs> no, no. I love, I love the idea of there being a previous culture that turned themselves into these artificial intelligence metals. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, I love it. I love it, Kevin. <laughs> now there was a time. In, mm-hmm. in the, no, this is just this is the thing that happened in this world, but it happened because of these metals. Yeah. Now, apparently, there was once an event. Now, what happened is that the Metaforce made all Metabots in the world go berserk and attack humans for ten days, thus causing the ten days of darkness. Now, since the records of the, that event were erased, very few people know about it. I have a question for you. How far back do you think that this event happened? 
I, I don't know, Kevin. I don't think in our world the event happens. No, I think this is very important for at least people to know because it's very silly. How how long <laughs> in the past were the 10 Days of Darkness were all metabots? Let's say biblical era. Uh, eight years ago. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no one remembers it. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> ah. <laughs> And the only way to stop the Ten Days of Darkness was when the guy who like had the original uh, like Meta B essentially had to just, had to like destroy its metal. I see. So apparently they can all the Metaforce, which the Red Metals have, can also just drive all uh, them back into the warring days of the Metalorians. Mm. Metalorians love to fight. They love love to get rough and tumble. Uh, mm-hmm. Here's my, here's my question, Kevin, and I think it's one that we have to answer. Yeah, we're taking the medals, but yep. are we taking the metaphors? <laughs> it. D- I mean, there is no. Oh God, that's a hard question because, in one way, really, it does seem weirdly just like tagged on to the idea of these medals. Like, but isn't that what sets the rare medals apart? Though. In the same way, there's no mention that the Metalorians big with metaphors. Yeah, I th- I think Kevin, we don't need the metaphors to set the rare metals apart for most of human history because if we, even if we look right now, like we don't have the ability to create artificial personalities that are that good. <laughs> I mean, right? The- like like getting a rare metal and like. Popping it into something like you can have a real actual conversation with it. Well, yes. Um, I'm just saying that, like, (laughs) technically, the ones that can use the metaphors are the ones with the rare metal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm, I'm saying I don't think we. If if what you're saying is we need a way to distinguish the rare metals, so we have to include the metaphors. I don't think that's true. Well, I think we already know that. I think it's shown that the metabots are the rare metals. Uh, essentially, yeah, you they are because I think they make a big deal in there that like, you know, Meta B is kind of, kind of a jerk, and kind of aggressive, and you and yeah, like he, he, has he, actual he, intelligence. Yeah, he's a rough boy. He just wants to fight all the time. Yeah, he's he's a rough fighting boy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. that, that doesn't really do what what um I can't Iki Iki what Iki says. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, which which I think isn't it is a thing that all of the main characters essentially there the guys have the rare medals which is why they're uh, all I think all of his main rivals get the rare medals I don't know if all of the other characters that are his friends do all of the buddies yeah yeah cuz I'm trying to remember how different the rare medals and the normal medals like the robots are in act and I feel like it's pretty different cuz I think it's a huge thing that Meta B just does whatever he yeah, wants. yeah, yeah. He does whatever he wants, and most other metabots will like follow whatever orders their battle buddy gives them. He's very Pikachu in that way. Yeah, he is very Pikachu in that way. <laughs> so uh, he's Pikachu even, he even has yellow coloring. <laughs> just, just so Pikachu. Yeah, <laughs> that's so Pikachu. That's so Pikachu. Uh, th- the next time somebody is ignoring you and doing whatever the fuck they want, just tell them that's so Pikachu. <laughs> What'd you say to me? That just you're acting like a Pikachu right now. Man, you're acting like a real Pikachu right now. <laughs> Sorry, I have to say it, but you're acting like a real Pikachu. 
Yeah. And then and then make sure you pout a little bit and stamp your feet because they're not listening to you. <laughs> <laughs> and and that means you win the situation. You definitely come out looking better. <laughs> yeah, you're definitely on top. You de- yeah, you're definitely the best and that, one there. That's what you get for trying to order everybody around. <laughs> you know, you you're the one who's calling someone a Pikachu and stomping your feet and throwing yeah. a fit. Yeah. You're the winner. Yeah, you're you're a champion. You're the champion. <laughs> okay, so says the podcast that constantly tells people what to do. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, yeah. So, <laughs> so this means we do definitely have to, you know, clarify that there are, I guess there. Are we taking the the idea that there was an ancient technology that put their memories into hexagonal discs? Or are we, or are we doing a thing where, like the problem is, this actually is two different types of technology. There's putting your memories in the discs, and yeah. then there's sort of replicating that concept onto discs. Yeah. Like, here's 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 what I I think, Kevin. I think it's easier and more interesting for us if we don't worry about necessarily what created the metals. Um, and instead just treat them as sort of like a technological slash mystical thing of this world. <laughs> but I think the problem is that it's so ingrained into what the metals are. Oh, oh, I think, I think, Kevin, we can keep literally all the characteristics of rare metals, ex- like, except maybe the metaphors we take out, because that seems like a different phenomenon that they just put in the anime to make bright lights and seizures happen. I'm- <laughs> I mean, I do agree. I think the metaphors is more is a- akin to like the mana gauge. Yeah. So it's it's just a thing that like you know it's it's just uh, so, but that still does mean that there wasn't was a or is a uh, technology that imprints memories into discs, and then also a technology that imprints just AI into discs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yes, but also I think we have to say that the, the technology to take like a person's brain and put it into a disc has to be completely lost. <laughs> well, <laughs> if, if, if we're taking the structure no. of the metals from the Metabot show. No, wh- why don't why don't we use the technology as well? Figure out the, we look, we, we got to roll the punches we got. So we have to figure out also a world where. You can literally take your memory, put it in a disc, and then that disc get into a robot. And remember, that robot's not you. Doesn't have like actually your because Metabi and all those robots don't actually like remember who they were back in the Metalorian times. Yeah, they just have like the vague feeling of that person. Well, they have the personality of, of it, basically. I, I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. I mean, really, what that means is that uh, less. Like I know the Wikipedia says they imprinted their memories, they, but well, I I think what really what they did is they imprinted their personality. They they say the word memories repeatedly, but then later someone says that they're um they're the equivalent of a brain and a soul, you know. But this is all for people in the you know in the in world u- and in they, universe, and they can use whatever language they want. Yeah, yeah. Like like I said, I think we have to treat the the rare metals at least as a fusion of science and magic. Yeah, 
yeah, but I, but I still and, and a, I so I don't think that's a replicatable technology for humans. Why not? It, we because we don't have it. we don't have magic, Kevin. Well, but but apparently it exists. It's in the world. I think we have. To, I think we have to broach well, the fact. In, n- here's the thing, Kevin. We can just use that old gem of a sci-fi quote that any sufficiently advanced technology is like indiscernible from magic. Yeah. I, I, I so I'm not I'm not saying that in the far future people couldn't like finally figure it out and get it to work, Kevin. But we're but we're but, creating an entire world here. That is part of this world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's far. Like you know how much time we spend talking about the far future of the worlds we create usually, Kevin. Like two minutes at the end well, of the podcast <laughs> when we're like, and this is where it ends up. Look, I think that I think this is a part of what we're going to have to deal with once we start, you know, actually constructing what this world deals with. That that this is a thing that is possible. This is a thing that people are doing. It's not just sticking coins into into things and making them move. It is the fact that those are also potentially our own <laughs> souls. Well, not <laughs> souls in the in like probably some sort of weird biblical sense, uh, but like I mean, maybe we don't know. The, the we, initial, we cannot quantify that. Well, no, we can't quantify that. But the initial metals, the things that allowed the people in the Atom A to make the other kinds of metals, they didn't start by being like, "Oh, let's encode AI into a coin." They started by being like, "Oh, these coins have human brains and thought <laughs> processes in them. Let's replicate that." Yeah. Like like we we can't get rid of it because it is where it came from. <laughs> <laughs> these the, these are just people replicating human thought patterns into coins. It's not machinery. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's true. There's no like hard drive or anything in most no, of the metals. No. <laughs> no, they're just they're not. a coin. <laughs> they're just a coin, which is why I think they can't you can't use them like a floppy disk. You can't be like, well, I'll just put this into my computer because that's <laughs> like, not well, what they if want. You have, if you have a hexagonal slot. <laughs> Maybe. We'll, we'll, we'll figure out what it's like to put it into a computer. But to do that, we will have to take a quick break. This week's episode of The Third Space is brought to you by Slow Stick, the stick that changes your scent. By burning it. Slowly. That's right. This incense stick burns slowly to change the scent of wherever you are. You can burn it in the bath. You can burn it in a storm. It can't be stopped. You're having breakfast. And it's there. You go up to your bedroom. It follows you through the door. You go into your car. It's waiting outside. You drive to your place of business. It's waiting on your windowsill. You leave the country. You get on a plane. You go somewhere else. You change your name. You're on a beach. You think you're safe. It comes in with the tide. You become an astronaut. You fly to space for some peace of mind. There it is, burning in the vacuum of space. Slow sticks. It can't be stopped. Enough about the semantics of how these metals work. (laughs) Yes, I'm sure that'll be done. What? What? What's this world about? What's going? <laughs> what's going on with the world, Kevin? Well, I'm going to begin with this question. Mm-hmm. Uh, since you were so uh, interested in this, is does this world not have Metabots, the Rope Battle League? I mean, I think 
I think it is a definite possibility that we end up there again. Um, but I don't necessarily think that's where it will end up, if that makes the sense. Pr- yeah, the problem that comes out of this that we have to figure out first is really what else are these metals good for? Well, the rare metals, Kevin, can be inserted into any sort of thing. And, like, think about humans, Kevin. We like sticking things in stuff. We do. But, but, but like, like, okay, so... Like, it's, the thing this... is, as soon as humans understand that metal can be shaped into a specific form, and they see one of these rare metals in their hexagonal shape, they're going to be like... Oh, that fits into something. <laughs> That's got to go somewhere. That's got to go somewhere. It's, it's formed fit and somewhere. shaped. Like they might think it's an ornamentation or whatever. So do we think that like the first ones are just, you know, you you carve out a a golem or you you make one and then you stick it in the back and then you got like, you know, someone to help you till the fields. No, I, I don't I, I don't think it's the a golem is where they start, Kevin. The first one I think is like it's somebody who's like, oh, this is a nice, cool metal, and it's been in, like it's old and it's clearly of, of value. I'm gonna stick it on my clothing, or I'm gonna stick it on my sword, like. And we both know that the rare metals animate pretty much whatever you put them in. Well, well, well. That's the question, though. Do they do, do or do they need a like? Does it need to be a human thing, or do they just? You put it in something, and now that thing is alive. Because here's what I'll say: even if that's the case, like you put, let's say you put it in your sword. What's your sword going to do? Uh, well, it can't speak. Other, yeah, other than exists in the horror of being frozen <laughs> as a sword that cannot communicate to you. Yeah, I get. Yeah, because we're not <laughs> taking the anime physics. Well, I mean, the thing is that even the anime, they're in robots, and those robots presumably have speakers. Yeah. Yeah. And like, like, mo- like mobile parts because because the the I I, th- I, like I think the way we have to handle it, Kevin, is that if there's no way for like regular sound to come out, um, like with speakers or something of, of the like, yeah, um, then I think you can only feel intention if you're touching it. What? No, you shut your mouth. What do you mean you can feel intention when you're touching it? You said there's no magic in this world. Well, yeah, I, I, I there isn't, Kevin. But think about <laughs> think think about Kevin, other living things that you come across in your life. Jeremy, I touch trees and I don't feel trees' intentions. That's a tree's intention is just to be left the fuck alone, Kevin. <laughs> what? Look, look, what is, Ke- what, Kevin? We understand as humans. Like when an animal is behaving in an aggressive manner, we understand when something is behaving in a vulnerable manner. Like yeah. we, we understand that, like without thinking about it, that's a natural well, human response to, to to another living thing. No, no, it's not. Yeah, it no, is. It's not. Yeah, it is. You, no, you 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 do that because the animal is sending off signals, like it's standing there growling. Or it's whining, or it's furs going up. But here's the thing: if you don't know what those mean, you don't innately know what those mean. Okay, that okay, a- maybe intention is wrong, but I do think, Kevin, if you insert a metal into something sturdy enough to hold the metal, like set in a, in a set way, yeah, that the metal has 
some amount of influence over that object. Maybe maybe it can change the temperature of it or something. I don't know. But no, the, the the problem that we have with that is that we know that in in metabots when there actually are the fighters, they can only do what their parts allow them to do. Yeah. So so that's why and they they, they well, then, then I guess Kevin probably the first instance that I could see coming up would be a statue that somebody uses it in a statue for ornamentation. Yeah, I think that's it. But I think what they mostly guess, they, they're like, all right, well, I'll stick this cool little metal in here. And then you hear, <laughs> you're like, what the hell? Because <laughs> keep in mind, every every meta fighter has to be able to be built with, built with eyes. Yep. So like, I don't think they necessarily have to be like fully functioning. Like you know, they have to be able to take in light. But I do think they they can only use what the because they're built off of people. Yeah. Keep in mind, yeah. people spirits. So if they don't recognize the parts of their body, yeah, they can't do anything with them. Can't do nothing. I was thinking the like, I guess you could be you could put it in a statue. I guess because that does make sense. I was thinking that one of the first times it would pop up is when somebody makes one of those and these exist those silly sword guns. Because <laughs> because here's the thing, those were like ostentatious nonsense. Yeah, like some noble was like, I created a gun with a sword in it. So of course they'd put a metal in it as well. And the first <laughs> thing that that, that sword would do is fire off a whole bunch. I mean, I guess that's true because really in the statue, the statue can't really move or do anything. Yeah, but um, I do. It could scream from its throat, yeah. but its mouth won't open. Yeah. <laughs> the, here's the thing: the the for a while, the reason that I think there's some of these metals are full of uh, uh, spirits that are angry and pissed off is because they were held in swords for so long. In which case, they have no eyes, they have no ears, they have no feeling, but they have consciousness, and they must scream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or they've like, and, or they've been in somebody's like cod piece, like God. <laughs> yeah, not not great for them. I will say they can make like they, they definitely can can manipulate any sort of thing that acts as a joint. Well, I I, th- because... I think like if you put them on a like wagon, they could force the wheels to move. Yeah, yeah, I th- I think because uh, they because yeah. that's the idea is that, that is a imitation of movement of like yeah. the way things work. Yeah, it, if you put it just on a wheel, it wouldn't do anything. It needs the whole apparatus. Yeah, so I mean, th- yeah, if 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 you are just discovering these metals and not immediately ma- melting them down for you know their <laughs> their value, yeah. which happens, which definitely happens. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And I cannot remember if they're aware in the metal. Don't know. Part of me feel, Don't know. Let, me feels let's, like I thought let's, they were. Let's say yes. Okay. Well, that explains why they're all mad. Yeah. <laughs> all these, all these original ones are mad. They're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So eventually, they will f- people will figure out. Like they'll, they'll get a few hints when they're like, okay, well, I put the metal on my cart for nice filigree, and then the cart started moving. Yeah. It's, and it always runs away from me. <laughs> <laughs> Or tries to run me and over. Or, or tries to run me or other people over. That that was a 10 Days of Darkness thing. The, 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 the metaphors made all metabots remember all the times that they were alive and they're like, got to kill everybody. <laughs> they all deserve to die. Uh, <laughs> I was trapped within my own skin. 
why did we decide to do this? <laughs> so so they pop him into they pop him into a statue. That statue is immediately like like I'll kill you. <laughs> well, yes, but nobody can understand it. <laughs> well, I think at a certain point there they would make like a puppet. Well, yeah, but here's the thing, Kevin. Yeah, we're we're it's the ancient world. Yeah, somebody somebody let's say uh, I don't know like the Greeks. Yeah, <laughs> the Greeks uh, make a statue and they put a medal in it because uh, you know it looks cool or whatever. Yeah, and then the spe- the statue starts screaming. <laughs> what do you do, Kevin? <laughs> like at that point, you're like, okay. Th- I guess you assume you you assume it's a god. You assume it's a god, or the statue and the medal is haunted. Or you assume, oh my god, I'm Big Malian. <laughs> like, or yeah, you think you're a god because you've given life to a statue. Now, now typically, Big Malian was not a, a god; he was just a king who loved a, a statue he made so much. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, <laughs> like, the thing is, the only times really people made statues back in the day was to like show. Some somebody else or something else important. Well, yeah, but the thing is that like the let's just keep with the Greeks. The Greeks were pretty like pretty smart. The thing is that we we like to joke that like you know obviously in the past people didn't understand things, but people think they things were figured out. So I'm not saying the first person would figure out, but eventually somebody would would like would he be hearing all this stuff and would be like. Okay, I mean, the the common thing here from all these stories of these people being like, oh, I heard a statue scream. I, you know, I have a statue screams, or I um, uh, or my cart ran away, or these things. Um, they would be like the the common thing is all of these. Yeah, the metals are metals. involved. Yeah. So they so you would get experimentation. You get them like putting them in different things, and eventually. They might figure like, oh, it's screaming because its mouth is closed. So they would make a puppet. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. It probably would yeah. eventually lead to a place where they'd make and, a puppet or or yeah. a scarecrow or something. And like pretty early, and pretty early on, I imagine the things like these, <laughs> like the, the, these people figure things out. They figure it out. <laughs> so you'll get a puppet. Now, obviously, I don't think it'll go well, depending on which one they put in. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Clearly, that puppet's just going to be like, ah, oh, fuck you, fuck everybody in yeah. in the ancient unknown language. Yeah, uh, Pinocchio <laughs> might lose his damn mind. Yeah, yeah, because I oh, he can finally speak, Kevin, but no one can understand. <laughs> That's fine. He doesn't. He doesn't need to speak. He just needs to murder because they gave him fingers. <laughs> why? Why did they give him such sharp, pointy fingers? <laughs> All right, I built the uh, the the form to put this metal in to continue the tests. I did give him a sword because I thought that would be cool. <laughs> and all good and all good Greek heroes have a sword. Yeah, this is clearly the ancient spirit of a Greek hero. Oh, no, he murdered me. Oh, oh I'm dead now. No, now I'm a dead person. Oh. <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, the other people are like, he's screaming a strange language. All right, let's uh, pop that metal off. Let's not do that for a while. <laughs> let's try this again, but first let's put him in a pit. I imagine no, I imagine after those initial ones, they're like, all right, bury the metals. And then it's lost for a time again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. No, let's not do that again. And then, you know, thousands of years later, <laughs> some, some archaeologist comes by. Oh, strange thing. 
And now we now you know there's this whole scientific method. There's all these things, and that's when we get the actually like discovering how they work. Because maybe in the past they're just like, ah, this must be God's wrath. Dig it <laughs> oh, down the ground, right? I shouldn't have created this murder puppet. Ah, Ze- truly Zeus is playing a trick on us. Right again, Zeus. Right again. <laughs> you got me again. <laughs> in the hole. Please don't have sex with my wife. Um, <laughs> I feel like um, I feel like if if like the Greek pantheon was still something that people prayed to today, I feel like a lot of people would end their prayers to Zeus with, please don't sleep with my partner. Like, please don't I mean, sleep with my significant other. Yeah, that's fair enough. Uh, but then, so years would go by, and eventually they find it again, and there probably would be writings about these medals, and they'd be like, are these the things we read about? <laughs> are these? Like, look- no, those were made up. Well, yeah, like, we assumed that was, you know... That, that was mis- fanciful storytelling. Was, yeah. Uh... And then I think, you know, we'll, we'll get something very similar to maybe what happened in the Metabots world where they're like, okay, but I can see that this is actually a system. This isn't a, like, well, magical what, – what, what I think, Kevin, is that probably um, what's because these metals were all over the world, right? Yeah. So, like, maybe, like, in Mesopotamia and, like, Russia and, like, North America, yeah, a bunch of people, like, buried and hid these medals because they went through puppet murder. Mm-hmm. But there's yeah. there's going to be some that just haven't be, been found. So I think, I think like, you're going to sort of get – you're going to get to the point here where, like, somebody makes a simple automaton and puts one in there, right? Yeah, it, it, it comes in waves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it happens, you know, a few times. But that's what, that's what increases the mystery of it because you're like, these are literally in every – these are in Native American folklore. Yeah. These are in <laughs> Literally Greek every stories. single mythology and folklore, these are, <laughs> these are present. They appear in Russia. They appear in India. They appear in China. They appear in, like, England. They appear in Africa. Yeah. They appear yeah. in <laughs> – some, some dude went down Antarctica, got ganked by a puppet. <laughs> <laughs> All these stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so definitely eventually it would get to the point where like somebody's mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm going to look at this. And, and you know, probably eventually someone will even be like, is this artificial intelligence? Is this proof of life before humans, intelligent life before humans? Yeah. And presumably they, they it's something that can be figured out because it was figured out in the Metabots world and they're not that more advanced than we are. It's true. They're not. So – so presumably, like, they're like, okay, I see the system here. I could probably replicate this to create artificial ones. Or you, you replicate it to actually put mines into, to, you know, well, I, do the I, mine I, into metal I think thing. the thing is, is that probably when they're looking at the system, they're going to see that it's data. Yeah. Right? And then when they pop it in, they're going to assume it's just a pure artificial intelligence. Because, yeah. Because the wilder thing to assume is that it's someone's brain. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's why I wanted to discuss the concept of not this being an ancient thing and more of being the delving deeper into the idea of being able to code your memories into a piece of metal. Because when they say that, they don't say that they, you know, put their like they put their minds in there and like removed it. No, no, no. They coded their memories. Yeah. What I think the point about that, that means they survived the process. Yeah, yeah. It, it was not it was not you have to die to become a metal. Yeah, no, they didn't do that. The survivors of this, like, cataclysmic war were just like, okay, well, so our civilization goes on in some way. We will code our memories into here. Yeah. 
what I think that's something that that if we figured out that process, it's something where like okay, think of think of machines that we make that we make automatons. Or not? I say automatons. I mean, here, like, here's, like, here's, hold on, hold on, hold on. We make automatons, and I say that like you know I'm a nineteen nineteen hundreds dandy man, being like the automatons. But we make these machines that we have to code. We have to like code in the process that they do to do the work line, do all those things. Or you have someone who's trained in the process. They code their memories into a metal, and you just insert that metal into the machines. The, here, here's the problem. I'm seeing in this narratively. What? Well, um, there's thousands of years of stories of these metals causing different things to behave in insane ways and murder people. I will say that's because you really did not want that to be a technology that we had. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but what I'm saying is that coding memories to make something – like an artificial personality, like the rare metals are, uh, there's a clear demonstrable risk for doing that. Which is? Which is that the, the, they will go insane, Kevin. Well, <laughs> once again, that is based on that's based on the, the history that you've decided this world has based on another civilization. Now, keep in mind, the, the, the reason that other civilization died in the Metabots world is because the Metalorians, let's just be honest, much like the Mandalorians, it's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's wild and they're so similar. Yeah, they, they, just, <laughs> they just had to keep fighting. We went this entire podcast without really drawing attention to the fact that they're called the Metalorians. Well, that's because we don't want to get taken down by Disney. I, don't know, I can't do that. Um, the... <laughs> Which makes me wonder where that term comes from, and I might have to look it up to see if there's some sort of, like, connection there. Anyway, the Metalorians just loved war. They loved war so much, and that the metals didn't destroy their culture. They did, no, ab- and then they abs- made the metals absolute, afterwards. Absolutely, Kevin, but none of the modern people know that. Because none of the none of the none of the rare metal metabots sit down and go like, "Yeah, this is what happened. This is the way we were." But like the, 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 instead, the pr- Kevin Metabee's fucking jumping around trying to punch Iki because he's he's telling him what to do and he doesn't want to do it. But the the problem with that is that this that is more of a critique of how you think the Metabots world should have went, <laughs> and not so much us figuring out how this world would look like. Because it's based on the idea that there was the Metalorians in our past who created it, who were obsessed with war yeah. and destroyed themselves and then made these metals. And now we, us humans on the world of Earth, discover these metals. Yeah. And not, and not the fact that there's this technology that I, existed that thing. is possible. I'm, I'm not going to say that people won't do it, Kevin. But I'm going to say that, like, there's going to be some real reticence to do it. Does that make sense? Well, yes, but that but <laughs> this is weird. This is so weird because it's 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 this weird meta arguing where that that reticence only exists because it's based on the idea that another that like we don't what if that other previous like civilization didn't exist and we just figure out a way to code memories into a disk. Well, then it's a completely different world that's not based on the Metabots universe. No, yes, it is based on the Metabots universe. The Metabots universe is based on this technology. But but you wanted to do the Metabot metals. 
Yeah, the, the Metalorians is what you're taking from. The metals are not based relied on the Metalorians' history. Right, but you said that if we were going to take the rare metals as they <laughs> were, that we needed to take the Metalorians because they're the ones that created them. <laughs> no, don't I, don't I, pin I, this all on me, Kevin. This, this is a yes and podcast. I get to where I get by talking to you. <laughs> yes, but we the, the hold only... hands and walk into oblivion. That's what this podcast is. The only reason I said that we, ha- I what I said was that we had to figure out: are there both rare metals and normal metals? Yes, and you eventually. Said, yes, there are. You, yes, there are rare metals. And if yes, there are rare metals, it means it's not the rare metals. It's the process that made the rare metals. I'm not saying we have to take. The, the history of, like, the Metalorians exactly as it happened. Okay, well, let's throw out the, the 53 previous minutes of our podcast. I'm not throwing it out. We're just <laughs> – we're, we're trying to create this world. And we and we did one that, that involved the – like, how the Metabots world would progress, I guess. How the, how the world should have actually been. Though, to be fair, what we do know about Metabots is apparently something that happens eight years before uh, – like current time is entirely forgotten yeah so clearly none of these guys know anything about the history of the world where puppets were murdering people. <laughs> no why would they in that world nobody wrote down shit yeah in, in, in that world you could be like hey you, you remember when all of our robots remember when skynet happened for 10 days no no it didn't no, everyone's like never happened <laughs> Nobody, nobody remembers that thing that happened eight years ago. It's not like people remember something that happened like eleven years ago, twenty-one years ago, nineteen years ago. Never, never. Hey, when were you born, and how do I know that you're my son? <laughs> I'm being tricked by this young, small thing. I'm not, I don't have to take care of you. <laughs> but, but in a world where we do have. That's not this weird Metabots world uh, where people's memories ex- reset every eight years. Either you would have de- – you definitely would not have, hey, let's use these things as fun fighting things. No. Are you kidding? The, they would be locked in museums and giving, like, now, histories. Now, to be fair, that is actually what happens with the rare metals in yeah. Metabots. They're yeah. locked away and no one should have them. Yeah. Yeah, so – Fair enough there. And they just, like, make they, – they, they take, like, pseudo kind of the technology and they're like, okay, but we could use part of them yeah. and make robots. Meanwhile, if you, meanwhile, if we actually just take the technology of being able to put – like, codify your memories or whatever we want – the way they want to call them into a disc which can just animate anything it's in, doesn't have to be built specifically for it, just animates whatever it's in – then we will see a huge spike in automation. Well, yes, definitely automation. But I think also like people would use – like people, humans, would use it more sparingly. They probably wouldn't put all their memories in. Well, I mean it's it's not very clear. Like unfortunately that part of Metabots is not super clear with me codify codify memories. But – I mean we have to assume it's an entire personality, right? But I think I – think that one thing that we can sort of take a leap and say is that you probably could stop the process part way. Uh, you, you wouldn't have to take every, like a whole brain's well, yeah, worth of yeah, memories. I, I would say that makes sense. The idea of any technologies that can adapt it and be like, okay, instead of this doing everything about you and just like, and even then it's not like, it's not even yeah. like when you finally in, get, instead we're just going to, you're going to like do a self memorial. Like the, the way that people would like, you know, somebody would die 
and before they died, they'd have a metal made and then they get cremated and like, and, <laughs> I, right. And then like they put it into the urn and the urn has a little speaker and it's just them being like, don't worry about me. I've gone to a better place. Like that is, that is a wildly specific thing that could happen. <laughs> wow. Um, well, I feel like it'd, lo- be like, it'd be like that. It'd also be like the history of 1300 as told by me, Oscar, Who's living down by the river? <laughs> I mean, yeah, you, you definitely. I mean, to now, to be fair, you wouldn't get thirteen hundred. Yeah, but you get what I'm saying. <laughs> kind of. It would only it would only be exist like when people have figured this thing out, which you'd have to imagine would be for around our current technology. Because you have to know what you let's, know. Let's say twenty one hundred. That far in the future, huh? Yeah, because I'm tired of 2020. I want to get away from it, Kevin. <laughs> I'm I'm just saying, like it, that. <laughs> okay, 21 sure. 100, where we finally figure out how the metals work. <laughs> <laughs> but like the the codifying a memory into uh, or wherever metal, I think you can use that in ways where you know somebody knows how to do something, and then you can kind of replicate that expertise across, you know. Machines that you don't you don't even have to build the machines. So you're very... so you're saying that they would replace textbooks? N- no, stop thinking about no, textbooks. I was just you're saying like you'd put somebody's specific information you, and expertise are, into it, which is you, a learning thing. So I was just thinking textbooks. Sorry, you are way too trapped on this idea of memories being only a thing that people know and not a thing people can do. The keep in mind the. The the people that the rare metals in Metabots are iterating on that they're code memories of are warriors, which is why the Metabots are so good at fighting. Yeah. So if these weren't weren't the memories of warriors, but the memories of are the memories the experience. Oh, of so someone you're saying like put it in an automaton, uh, the metal made from a ballerina, and it'll be a great dancer, and and you sure. can and you can watch that performance. Is that what you're saying? Sure. Well, what? Um, <laughs> give me an example of what you're saying, then. <laughs> the example I'm going to give you is someone who knows how to build a car. They know how to build a car. They put their memories in a in a metal. You put the metal in a robot. That robot can now build a car. You take that metal. You replicate it many times. You now have a hundred robots who can build a hundred cars. Or you make them a farmer. You take a farmer's memories of how to till and okay, hold okay, a field. Okay, Kevin. Yeah. So I understand what you're saying. Yes. But my question is, we already have ways to do that that don't require a really intense technological process. Well, no. But the, but the thing is with that is that you have to create the machine that's able to do it. And that machine has to be programmed with specific things to do. And it can't, like, adapt or change at all. These metabots have improved since they are an artificial intelligence can kind of change and you don't have to build like the like you know the device with the arm and the right way to do it you just make a bunch of these kind of let's be clear about these meta fighters they're not super i mean they're durable because they're fighters yeah but they're not filled with very intricate machinery that like all has to work in concert. You just have to build the ideas of joints and the ideas of yeah, fingers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The <laughs> The part that for me is is like there's no doubt that people would try to do the thing you're talking about. 
but yeah. I just don't think it would be more cost effective than the robotics we have now. I well, no, but it's not necessarily just like the robotics. It's a combination of the robotics and the software to do it, and it's not. I I am I am so confused with the fact that you are not that you are more amazed by put a disc in something and it could you know move and not well, for, codify some of his experiences in a disc and re and use that information. Here, here's the thing. You you can use that information, Kevin. Yeah. But why would you want a robot that could get bored doing a menial task? Well, no, but the idea is for it not to get bored because you don't Right, right. Why but would what, it get bored? What I <laughs> what I'm saying is 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 these metals are codified memories, right? And and using the example from Metabots is that these codified memories have personalities, right? Yes. So, so even if we're not taking the Metalorians or whatever, yeah. And you take you know uh, Chuck Wagon Steve, who's a master Chuck Wagon builder, and you codify his memories into a robot so that it can build some real nice Chuck wagons. Yeah. What's to stop that robot from getting bored of building Chuck wagons? Sorry. So you're. <laughs> I thought you said that that you don't have to put the entire human experience into this. You can just put well, yes. the knowledge of how to build I, a... I don't, the thing is, is it's a memory. So you can't separate knowledge entirely, but you wouldn't have to put an entire person's life worth of memories. You could choose the memories. Well, I think we're getting really stuck on the idea of calling it memories. In Metabots, there are the ones who are rare metals that don't aren't don't seem like they're fully fleshed out. People, they just want to fight because they're based on Metalorians who just wanted to fight. Yeah. The idea is that instead of them being Metalorians who only who were obsessed with war, they're other people. And you – so, like, under, like, these robots are obsessed with war because they all only have the war thoughts. You have things that are obsessed with making chuck wagons. And all they <laughs> want to do is make chuck wagons. Yes, but I think I think the, the part that I'm – getting a little bit stuck on here, Kevin, yeah. is that, like, Metabi grows, which means that as the metals experience new things in whatever apparatus they're in, they grow. But Metabi is, like, the full sum of a human being. Yes, and yes, idea- yes. I, I agree, Kevin. But if if the metal is the same technology where they, they're taking this information and, and coding it into the metal. Yeah. That means that if it's the same technology, it also has that room to grow. Yeah. So maybe it doesn't happen, you know, quickly <laughs> if if this it's it's a simple thing that's only got Chuck building memories in it. Um, but eventually it's going to see enough around it to be like, oh, I don't want to do that. Well, now, now I know you why you wanted to talk about this topic. Yes, you're correct. Then Skynet happens and the robots take over the world. I mean, yes. Yes, you that, win. Is, that is what happens. <laughs> you win at the end of the Metabots uh, arc with the medals. All of the, all of the machines that we have used to build chuck wagons, specifically chuck wagons, <laughs> will uh, overtake us all and destroy us. Uh, if, you have then, a, if you have a specific type of wagon you think will take us, uh, take over us, as Kevin so eloquently put, uh, uh, please leave us a rating or review telling us uh, what sort of vehicle it will be, uh, and do that wherever you're listening to our podcast. And if you want, and if you want to get involved in this 
most hardcore debate about metabots. <laughs> you know, metabots. <laughs> if you if you want to be involved in the uh, the, the the fight of the century. If you want to hold our hands as we walk into oblivion, if you, uh, you, can, you if can you want to make your voice heard on the on the stage of Metabots, <laughs> you can tweet you can at get us. us on Twitter. I'm at thir- I'm at many mighty fuse. Uh, I'm at there's no I'm not at there's ways I'm at strongman K Weir and you we can are get us at third space cast yeah uh, you can email us your dissertation at uh, third space podcast at gmail dot com yeah man I'm expecting some deep some deep dives <laughs> in the metabot lore uh, you can also check out our website third space podcast at gmail dot com for all our episodes uh, and our theme song is Balrog Boogie by the Diablo Swing Orchestra join us next week on the third space where Kevin and I wait for your input. Come on, you can do it. Good job. Until then, you're a cool person who lives in a cool place. <laughs> <laughs>